and welcome to Story Screen Reports, the Story Screen podcast where we break down the top stories in film, entertainment, television, what actors are up to, what actors aren't up to, director stuff, feed stuff. We don't always talk about feed stuff, but I'm going to really try and get in there. But it's episode two, baby! I'm back. I still got butterflies from doing this. It's still my little baby, my little baby podcast idea that I've I've fostered and, and grown into a little baby podcast toddler boy or girl, whatever they, they want to be. I don't, I don't care. We're non-binary. We're non-binary. I don't care. As long as they get a fucking job. The voice you hear, I'm Robbie Anderson, by the way. I'm the guy who does this. Uh, the voice you hear is uh, Diana DeMiro. Hey, yo. Thanks for having me. How you me. doing today? Of Good. course. Good. If uh, people don't know you, uh, Diana does many things for the site. She's very involved on the uh, the article ends of things, and she also does uh, a lot for the actual websites. Uh, and she's always a great person to have on podcasts. I love having you on podcasts. Dee. I'm oh. very excited, excited Thanks, to have babe. you on this one. Thanks, Of babe. course. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, this is Story Screen Reports. If you haven't listened to the first episode, come on. But if you haven't listened to the first episode, uh, Story Screen Reports, we, I spend the month uh, trying to track down new stories. I make a big list and I whittle it down to a, a top five. Not, not like, you know, like story number one's the best story, but just what I think are the top five random order best stories of the month are, or what I think are the most interesting for like discussion topics. So uh, yeah, it's been a good month. For news, we had a lot of uh, expos and some celebrity drama, which is my favorite. Um, some fun things announced, but you know, let's let us break into it. Uh, the first story on the docket today is a "Don't Worry, Darling" review roundup. At the time of this writing, there are 100 critic reviews on Rotten Tomato. The film score is. 32%, which is rotten. So I, uh, for this roundup, I got a few reviews from different outlets. I only did three. Um, I didn't do all 100 reviews because I feel like that would have been uh, taking a lot of time. But I got three different reviews that I uh, took little segments from that I'm going to read. I'm going to tell you what the uh, outlet gave it with their, out of their score. And uh, yeah, so the first review is written by Satant Adlaka from IGN. And he says, <clears throat> And don't worry, darling, pretty designs, inventive music, and capable performances hide an empty cinematic critique. Olivia Wilde's modern Stepford Wives is too literal and ins- insubstantial to say anything radical with its camera, let alone something mildly challenging. And he gave, he gave the movie a 5 out of 10. So that's a 5 out of 10. So that's a not so good one. The next review is written by Thomas Laffey at the AV Club. What's especially curious is this film's outdated and desperate approach to both motherhood and heterosexual sex, the latter of which looks phony and seems defined in male terms. Wilde's pronounced focus on female pleasure and feminism. Pew, of course, is terrific. Though she's not just leading the film, she's carrying it. But... But even if Don't Worry Darling's prettiness is intentionally engineered to make your skin crawl, all that sadly fills your brain when you turn away your gaze. All that sadly fills your brain when you turn away your gaze is a lingering emptiness. A film with no more weight than, well, a really good trailer. 
and they gave it a C minus. I'm assuming that's out of the alphabet scale. So A would be the best. Right. This is a C minus. F plus. F plus. <laughs> F plus. I would, probably, I would watch F plus music. I would. <laughs> F minus is bad. <laughs> uh, and then the final review in this review roundup is written by Randy Jones at Randy Reviews. And he says, at best, Don't Worry Darling is an extended Black Mirror episode that's not even impressive by Black Mirror standards. It continues Olivia Wilde's venture as a filmmaker, and she's still impressive behind the camera. Outside of its lavish production quality and Florence Pugh being the badass that she is, the screenplay is an underdeveloped mess that emphasizes its slow burn thrills and mystery rather than being a cohesive, rather than being cohesive for its twist. How baffling that the drama surrounding this film is a better psychological thriller popcorn flick than the final product. Mm. And uh, Rendy gave it a two and a half out of five. Okay. A two and a half. Um, all these reviews. Two, yeah, it's ha- it is half. <laughs> uh, all of these reviews are very well written and uh, we'll have them in the show notes. Uh, so when you guys are done listening to this podcast, you can check them out. And that goes for all the articles in this episode, uh, you guys can can read all this stuff. They're all great articles and great things. But uh, Diana, <laughs> are uh, you wor- are you worried, darling? You know the tra- it was a great trailer. Like, it's a good trailer. That first initial trailer was a great trailer drop, and I was excited, especially because I enjoyed Booksmart. I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah, me too. I wrote I wrote it a review. If you want to check that out, it's over on the Story Screen website. Um, but uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it's more fun to talk about all the scandal at the Venice Film Festival than it is to talk about <laughs> how good we might think the movie is because I haven't seen it yet. So, but I do want to go yeah. see it with you, preferably, so that at least we can laugh if it is bad. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I wrestled with was when I was like making the like locking in the news stories yeah. for the show was, uh, you know, should we wait till we see Don't right. Worry Darling before we do it? But I'm like, it's oh. it's such a story. The though. Chris like, Pine in terms of doing alone. All, yeah, so it's good. like it would be it would be <laughs> silly not to talk about Don't Worry Darling yeah. on, on the September episode. It of is this. the so, zeitgeist right now. So it really is. Oh, but man. I guess like I wonder are you more excited to see the movie or less excited to see the movie? I would say now I'm less excited. Like I was excited initially yeah. that maybe Olivia Wilde was turning out to be a pretty decent director because the movie based on the trailer looks great. I it don't know great. who she hired for the cinematographer. I can look it up, but I mean, it visually looks very nice um, and it's got a good cast and it looks profesh. So I was like, maybe yeah. she's on her way up. But, you know, I like Ted Lasso. I like Jason Sudeikis. And, like, as this movie was getting made, all of the scandal about Olivia leaving him and dating Harry Styles and all of the things, you were sort of like, oh, that kind of taints it a little bit. But, you know, it was during COVID. Maybe they were having problems already. Who can say? Sure. But... So I was like ready to kind of be like, whatevs, it's fine. You know, I yeah. I enjoyed her on the OC. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? But um, I really enjoyed yeah. Booksmart, but maybe that's more to the credit of like Beanie Feldstein 
and like though and Caitlin, uh, that actor, and uh, you know those those women are awesome. They were really funny. They had some good people in yeah. there. You know, Billy Lord was in it. She was a gem. She was so <laughs> good. But uh, yeah, I mean the thing about yeah. Booksmart, it's like uh, you know it's and it's no discredit to sorry my neighbors are vacuuming right now. Oh, if it's okay. Anyone here? It's just that's that's a terrible sound. But. Um, <laughs> You think about Booksmart, it's a great movie, but it's, you know, it's it seems like it's smaller in scope yeah, totally. than, than this movie, it's, right? And Yeah, it's a, it's a super bad, it's a, like a, a night out type yeah. movie with with two main characters. It's a lot tighter yeah. of, a, of a story block, so. But I also remember that movie, like, looking great yeah. and, like, its direction being good yeah. as well. So, I it does seem like the main issue gleaming from these reviews is that the take on the movie itself, and I, and I think we could still talk more about uh, scandal, Randall, the, the, the scandal Please. stuff. But um, <laughs> I think with the movie itself, the main issues are that the the writing and the, and the script itself yeah. is not strong. So like the story itself isn't strong. I've also heard that Harry Styles Florence is Pugh not is supposed very to be great. Good. Did you see the clip of him? No, I did not. It's ba- it is bad. Is it? It's bad. And I also yeah, it's He's weird also though because like you getting good reviews for the My Policeman movie either. And I thought yeah, I saw a, I a headline that was uh, good also. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's a bummer. Eh, There's a headline for that movie that's like, I I need to do a citizen's arrest for Harry Styles' <laughs> acting career. <laughs> it's like, I mean, fuck. he was really good in Dunkirk, but he had a very small part. Yeah. So. And, yeah. I, and I think we all had no expectations of him at that point. So then, you know, it was like just a nice surprise that he was good. Yeah. And then he's also he's at the end of uh, Eternals as well. And he basically right. says like a line and a head nod. Yeah. Spoilers for Eternals. Charming. You're, you're, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I did the homework um, for that one. And I mean, I, yeah, it seems like I like sorry, Harry Styles, but I don't know if he needs to be an actor. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. I, I want him to be good at it. It's always cool when you get someone who is like mm-hmm. like um Donald Glover. It's like he's like the coolest guy ever because he oh, man. can act. New episodes he can of rap. Atlanta. Are he good. can write. <laughs> yeah, he can do he can do it all. Like I want to see everything yeah. that dude can do. But um, yeah. But with like Harry Styles, I don't know. But I do think the the controversy surrounding the film uh does make me more excited yeah, to see it. More I was excited to see it. Well, the thing is, like, before all the movie was going to be to me was a really good movie. Sure. But now it is now it is something else. That is, is something, true. It is, is something, something beastly. else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, as bummed as I am to, like, get, like, sucked into the TMZ of it all. Yeah. You don't always get shit like this. That's true. It's been a got, while. I think you got to live in it. It's a, it's like a moment. It's, it's going to be I like. I feel like we deserve this after the couple of years we've had. <laughs> I think so. Like, well, I think it's just like it's like gonna be a moment in in movies. Like it's there. It's gonna be like it's like a historic moment in, in like movie scandals, right. right? Like like what films have had such like scathing, tumultuous, and like you know to the point where there's Spitgate. Which what side are you on? Ooh. Did he spit on Chris Pine? What do you think? I mean, Mike says no. I, when you watch the clip, it really does. I look thought Mike like said it. yes. I thought Mike was Team Spit. No, I think he's. I think he thinks it. It's not possible, but um, yeah, the clip. It looks so it looks much so like much like he spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Chris Pine would have had to be so chill to not react 
even worse you know like he looked like he well you saw him during the uh the press yeah. junket he was very chill then oh my god to the point where the he was plane. falling asleep yeah <laughs> i just and then it's just like uh I, so also my so so go ahead Dee, I'm oh sorry. no no i just i just love his whole look for the whole press junket press tour venice film festival i love his like long like you know, 90s Ellen haircut. I love, like, <laughs> all of what he's doing, him taking pictures with his own, like, point-and-shoot camera, Florence Pugh looking, like, amazeballs. And, yeah, yeah. I love all of that. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, she has, uh, she is, like, immune to all of the... Because the movies come out, everyone's just like, okay, well, Florence Pugh's great. Yeah. Uh, everything else is fucking bad. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. I mean, Seems she, like she's really carrying this movie. She's really, she's good. Like all yeah. of the the parts that she's had recently, she's been great. She's either been really funny or like really compelling in the dramas she's been in. When she's a supporting yeah. character, she's always very compelling and like takes you in, even though that's not the main character. So, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be something yeah. in there for us to be entertained by. I don't know. Maybe I not. hope so. <laughs> I think the. I think the thing that really, you know, was like one of the final damning things for me was hearing about the Shia LaBeouf like yeah. drama, but then also seeing the video of Olivia Wilde like, you know, getting, getting caught lying basically, and it's just like yeah, Man, I wasn't that's that so surprised weird. by that because she kind of yeah, uh, <laughs> a friend of mine was like, oh, I know that type of white woman. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I and I immediately was like, "Oh yeah, that's true," <laughs> you know. Like I was just like immediately like in agreement, like, "Oh yes, that is a particular personality type of the There's like brand, you know, the pleasing to certain person, but then a little conniving, you know, yeah. and uh, ready to kind of twist to not be in at fault in that scenario." And you're just like, "Woo, not good. It's not a good look. It's not a good look." No, it's not a good look. Yeah, it seems like um, messing with Miss Flo is it was the wrong person to mess with. My my final question on Don't Worry Darling for you is um, do you think that this is all fake? Oh, that the drama is fake? Yes. To to drum up uh, people to go see the movie. Huh. Is it, all, is it all fake? You know, I mean, that that could be a possibility. I didn't immediately go there because I figured she's got enough hype around it with her and Harry Styles being a thing. Yeah. So she kind of doesn't need any other controversy besides that to drum up extra fans or extra interest. But True. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't. I I do. I do agree, and I bring it up just because, like you know, some people have had said it. Like I've seen, yeah. you know, and I'm not sure how seriously people are like it's fucking fake. It's just to drum up whatever. Yeah, um, maybe Shia LaBeouf's people did it because he needs some promo. I don't know. <laughs> nah, I <laughs> I don't but know. But I feel maybe. like he's just a little off his rocker, regardless. So he's he's also an unreliable narrator, but. But then the video got yeah. out, and it's like, well, so it he would seem to be. Seems like the they're truth. both a little at fault in that scenario. Plus, yeah. like he's sort of a creep, so and he's got a lot of charges against him from previous yep. co-stars. So, you know, that's rightfully so if she didn't want to co-star with him. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. Yeah, she was very right to 
to be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We will see. We will have to all find out. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to worry a this, little bit. The, yeah, that's true. I guess by the time this episode comes out, uh, Don't Worry Darling will have been out. We're recording this the day before oh, Don't yeah. Worry Darling Yeah, let's go drops. see it. Yeah. Let's see it. If it's bad, we'll just uh, make fun wait. of it. That's fine. I feel like I'm going to make fun of it no matter yeah, what Yeah, that's enjoyable as well. So that's great. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, now, moving on to story number two. D23 News Roundup. Disney had its 23rd... Uh, it's the D23 Expo. Yay! It's where they announce a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, a they lot announce, of stuff. They have a lot of stuff. You know, it turns out all those things they acquired... It really panned out for them pretty good. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> because they have a lot of shit to talk about. So I... Um, there's a lot of shit announced at D23. I try to condense and pick the things that are like pretty big or I think to be pretty big. I love that and you stuff that like wouldn't this. Be... It is still a long list. It's so much. So yeah, I uh, it's bullet pointed. I'm going to read it out. But everything I pulled is um, from an article written by Sean Keen and Gal. Gal, sorry, Gail Faschenbauer. Cooper at CNET and it will have the article in the show notes as well. So there's even more stuff that I missed, but this was the big stuff. Uh, and it's broken down into Disney announcements, Marvel announcements and Star Wars announcements. So without further ado, Disney announcements, little mermaid, live action trailer shown snow white, live action trailer shown trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy starring Jude law as captain hook directed by David Larry, which is going to Disney plus, Woo! which I think is weird. We'll talk oh. about it. We'll talk about it. Disenchanted starring Amy Adams. The Santa Claus miniseries starring Tim Allen for Disney+. Plus. National Treasure. Edge of History. Spinoff movie. Spinoff, it is a spinoff movie. Uh, I think it's for Disney+. Plus. And the series does not star Nick Cage. So we have National Treasure. No Nick Cage. Now, the Marvel announcements. WandaVision's director, Matt Shakeman will direct Fantastic Four, coming to theaters November 8th, 2024. Yes. Captain America, New World Order, releases May 3rd, 2024. Thunderbolts lineup revealed. The team will be made up of Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, a.k.a. Bad... Uh, uh, what's his name? Elaine? Uh, Nick Fury. Bad, <laughs> bad Elaine Nick Fury. Uh, Ghost. Red Guardian. Black Widow, but Florence Pugh. Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, and Taskmaster. The Marvels shows how the three main characters will switch places throughout the film. Release date is July 28th, 2023. Werewolf by Night will be the first MCU Halloween special, and that comes out next month, and it looks really good. It looks good. It looks good. Secret Invasion gets its first trailer. The series releases in 2023 on Disney+. Loki Season 2 casts Keihu Kwan for its show. Yes. That looks really good. Uh, Daredevil Born Again is getting 18 episodes on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't know That's how that breaks down. A lot we'll talk of about it. episodes, but yeah, right? Does it Does two that seasons? Mean more I don't than know. one season? I don't know. We'll see. It's it's weird. Uh, and then the Star Wars announcements are Star Wars did not have a huge presence at D23 this year. Uh, they showed I think a trailer for Andor, but the two new things that were announced that I thought were really cool. Skeleton Crew announced, starring Jude Law. The show follows a group of Jedi younglings lost in space. That sounds mm. sick. And Tales of the Jedi announced, an animated show in the style of Clone Wars. Uh, and it's about a young Count Dooku and also about a young Ahsoka. That trailer looks I think looks how their great. story is kind of... That trailer looks sick. And also, yeah. I think the Count Dooku story 
is 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 like one of the few like I'm always just like we need Star Wars to push into the future. Mm. With the Count Dooku story and like what his deal is, I've always wanted to know more about. So I'm actually really excited about that. Word. But let's let's make our way down. Let's focus on the Disney section of the show. Yeah. Uh, Diana, do you have a chance to watch any of these trailers and stuff? Oh yes. I mean, I watched what was available to me. Obviously, some of these are not dropped to the public yet. Um, right. I didn't do any like extensive hunting down of someone filming with their phone illegally at D23 videos. I just watched whatever trailers were actually released. Little Mermaid. Right. Haters gonna hate. Haters can fucking suck it. And I don't care if I isolate people by saying that because Halle Bailey sounds amazing. But Diana, can mermaids be black? Mermaids look, probably looked like manatees in the real world, and they ate people mm. and destroyed them and were scary. And I'm more concerned. So they can with be whatever. How does <laughs> how does weird flounder look in this CGI version? I'm more worried about those aspects. Like Fair. when you switch Fair. to live action, the parts that are still animated are those going to look messed up because they're not live action? I don't know. They might. Yeah. Plus, they're using we'll Jacob Tremblay, and he's already Luca. So he's already mm. Fish Boy. Just keep him around for he's another Fish, fish Boy. boy. <laughs> you know, so. It sucks when you get ty- it sucks when you get typecast as Fish, fish boy, boy for the rest of your career. And they, it's, such a, it's such a bummer. And I, I was also a little bit like, what are they gonna do? You know, about Sebastian? It's David Diggs. So I'm like, bring it, man. That's gonna Let's be bring cool. it. So. The casting's there, but I do worry. You know, the uh, like. The uncanny, the, the problem that we had with like Lion King and, you know, I, I'm not, I do actually don't remember where you fell on Lion King. I was not as, as into it. Yeah. But one of my main things is that it didn't feel as like, for a movie that looks so alive, it felt pretty lifeless yeah. because of like, you know, the, the zaniness and the singing and all that stuff didn't translate right. well to realism. So I wonder, whereas I think like something like Beauty and the Beast, cause you can like style, you can really like stylize yeah. all those like characters and stuff. It worked a lot better. I'm, uh, I'm still, I wonder like, what, what they'll strike with this one. I'm not in love with the need to make every animated movie into a live action movie. I don't feel no. that it's necessary, but there are times when it looks really fucking cool. So, you know, Jungle yeah. Book's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I love Jungle Book. Yeah. So. And there's like, and there's multiple Jungle Books that came out and they all look good. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm into it. And plus, Fucking having representation matters. This is awesome. Do yeah. it. Do it more. Yeah, no, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the, I mean, I think one of the the things that, you know, it's a it's a positive positive spin on the live action reboots is right. that, you know, a lot of these Disney movies can be uh made more culturally sensitive totally. when they're updated yeah. and they can have my more diverse casting sure. and I think that stuff, you know, I am also not really into the live action remakes. I don't think that we need them, quote unquote, sure. need them. But I think, you know, if they can be remixed in interesting ways, right. I, I I just wish they were a little bit more remixed. Yeah. Like, like Lion King, it's too the same. I think that, Make it your own. Make it a little different. I know. I think the argument to that, and I'm not saying I, I, like, I support this argument, but like, we're not the target audience, you know? No. So, yeah, you're right. So watching a video of a kid see the trailer... For the new Little Mermaid and freaking the fuck out because Ariel looks like them. Bam, that's awesome. Yeah, but they're targeting it to the age we were when the animated movies came out. That's really who it's for. But it's also probably going to have yeah. some nods in there to people that watched 
you know, the first run of whatever Disney incarnation there was. But uh, yeah, I just wonder yeah. if these will be as memorable as the animated ones. I feel like, you know, so like when that generation grows up, like, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like so far the live actions have not. But yeah, one of the things I forgot to put in the I, I can't believe I forgot about this one. Um, but the Mufasa movie um, was announced oh. as well, which is directed by um, he did Moonlight and um, oh no Barry way Jenkins. Barry Jenkins is doing yeah. it. So he's doing the movie. It's, it's a Mufasa movie that's a prequel. I think oh, it's young, live action. Young Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I it's it's a weird pitch, but the thing is like. That is yeah, Barry weird. Jenkins is is the fucking man. Barry Jenkins is so I'm good. I'm gonna watch so. it. But also, I'm more into I'm more into something like Mufasa than a Lion King remake because at least it's uncharted territory. Yeah, it's right? original story as well. You yeah. know, we don't have the exact storyline to compare it to, which I think is good. I think that's cool. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, I'm very excited. I think it's weird. It's only coming to Disney Plus, to my knowledge. Is the Peter Pan and Wendy. Fuck Jude Law. Yes. <laughs> I hope it's really good. I, I one of the one of the movie guys I follow on Twitter who was at D twenty three who got to see the trailer was just like, it looks like the guy who made Green Knight made a Peter Pan movie. Yes. And I was like, did I just become erect? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I was a little disappointed what when you just, just said that it was gonna go to Disney Plus. Is it I think that's weird. Is it gonna get a theatrical release, like a limited release? I bet it's going to look really cool. I mean, it's... I think it's going to look cool, but it's just weird why. I, You know, I did you see Wendy when it came out by the same dude no. that made Beasts of the Southern did, Wild? Yeah, I, I've seen Beasts of the Southern Wild. I didn't see Wendy because I, I got mixed reviews. Yeah. And I just, it, I, it kind of, I, I missed it. It's cool. Really. It's a cool take on it. And like, I've seen so many Peter Pan movies over the years that part of me is like, yeah. I don't want another Peter Pan movie, but... When I, I read that it was David Lowry, that's pretty exciting. And it's like, daddy, daddy, Captain Hook, Jude Law. So, okay. Right. Um, and then I read like, it's like Jim Gaffigan as Smee, which is fine. But I'm like. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm like, R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. I love him as Smee from Hook because <laughs> I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll see. Um, there's a lot of weird Peter Pan movies, live action that have been made already, but. It's old, you know, it's a tale's old time. Yeah. Now, right now we're living in the Pinocchio zeitgeist. There's a lot of yeah. Pinocchio stuff happening. There's the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. There's the the one that just came out, which I don't think anyone talked about with Tom Hanks and JGL. I don't want to see the titular it, Pinocchio. but I, I mean, maybe I should, shit. but I don't want to. <laughs> Dana, you don't have to. No one's making, unless someone has a gun to your goddamn head, you don't need to watch I it. I said to Mike that I would rather watch Lightyear than watch the new Pinocchio and I feel like that is saying something but I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't <laughs> I don't know what it's saying I but I, I don't agree think with I know you either but yeah but it, it is but it is saying something <laughs> like uh, I don't know so oh man we'll it's like it's it's like the most boring version of like the matrix pill thing yeah. it's like what 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 do you want to be like how do you want to feel more useless using your time <laughs> um are you are you gonna watch the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus is miniseries uh, with Tim Allen. I don't want to. No, no yeah, like I'm do you, over Tim Allen. Do you honest. have a? I'm over Tim Allen. Yeah, and I'm over Tim Allen. And the fir- for the first one, yes. Yeah. If that's what you're gonna ask, the first Santa yeah. Claus, I do, I do enjoy. You have fond memories. I like watching it during Christmas time. Yeah. I was at a. I was working at Tracks, and they have Disney Plus 
on the TV. They have my Disney Plus on the TV. Nice. Um, at the roastery, and I was like, it was like Christmas time. I was just like, all right, let's put on all the Santa Clauses, you know. And uh, the and it was just like the first. I was like, I was like, man, this movie fucking rules. It's so good. And Santa Claus two comes out. I'm just like. You know what's weird about this movie? It does such crazy, like, world expanding. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, working on the lore of the movie. And I think there's a three and four, but I don't know because they're trash. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch <laughs> those so much. I'm, I think I'm more excited about the silly sequel to Enchanted with Amy Adams because I love James mm-hmm. Marsden so much. And he's ridiculous in that first movie. So I kind of am, am there for whatever stupid, silly version the sequel is even though yeah. i'm not really like a big disney princess sing-along musical fan it's just like it's a funny we'll have her one yeah though. it's a funny yeah. satire poking fun at all of that so it's kind of good um um rachel zegler yeah. is awesome um so hopefully she's great as snow white but i also am like i don't know if i need to see that either but okay i definitely don't yeah I, I'm, that awesome. one, I'm like, how are you going to make this? Is Gal Gadot in that one, too? I think right? Gal Gadot is the evil queen. Yeah, so she's the bad guy. Mm. But I feel like Angelina Jolie already did such a good job with the Maleficent universe. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gal, Gadot, Gal Gadot also, like, I feel like any the movies I've seen her in recently, I'm just like... I guess I've seen Death on the Nile, oh, and she you is... did, did you? She is... I mean, that movie is bad. Everyone's bad in that movie. It's not like it's not like they don't have Florence Pugh being like this movie sucks, but at least has Florence yeah. Pugh. That movie, everyone fucking everyone kind of sucks. But she she is not. Yeah. She's not great in it. Um, and then the National Treasure movie. Uh, it'd be cool if Nick Cage did show up though. I I, I know. I'm like, please come back. Be like, yeah. Uncle Uncle whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the identity of National Treasure means very little to me without Nick Cage. Yeah. I don't think I'm pretty, I don't think I'm too off base with that. I one, just, you know, those were movies that I didn't get into. I don't know if I was just I think, like a I think little too old I think you're a little bit older. Yeah. I was just like, nah, I don't care. They came out at the right time for me because I was like, I think I was like 13 or some shit, like, or like a little bit younger. Is, so it was like, is Nick Cage am I also, my, crazy enough in those? I feel like he's taming it down for the kids. He is taming it yeah, down. Yeah, see, I'm sure. not interested he is in not, that. <laughs> no, but it was also like, I mean, watching it now though, it is just like, isn't America cool? And it's <laughs> and I and I dare to say, the founding fathers. No, yeah, it's it's not that cool. It's not that not cool. Not that great. Not great, Bob. No. <laughs> uh, moving on to the the meat the meat of this D23. Uh, Dana, what here really jumps out to you? There's some cool cool stuff announced. Yeah. I think uh, Matt Shackman taking over Fantastic Four. I think that's after, really cool because um, I love WandaVision. Um, th- WandaVision's cool. I was very excited yeah. about that. I was very excited about the David Lowry uh, announcement for Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, did you watch Ms. Marvel yet? Have you watched Ms. Marvel? I haven't seen Ms. Marvel yet. So, no, I have to watch it. I, I heard it was good. I recommend. So yeah. I'm really excited about the Marvels because Nia DaCosta rocks. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I liked the Candyman sequel. No, she's great. She's yeah, great yeah, for sure. Um, Tayona Paris is awesome as Monica Rambeau. Um, but Amon Vellani is awesome as Kamala Khan, and it's like really quirky and fun. And they have like a fun twist at the very end of that series that 
directly mm-hmm. leads to this movie. So I don't. I like the so the the twist is spoiled for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I felt bad about that. Show. I was like, oh, it's in this That's article. Robbie's I, gonna get I it think it's spoiled, cool. But I think it's. I, I, it makes me actually kind of more excited yeah. to watch it because I think that's such a fun. That's such a fun, like, uh, I don't know, like, vehicle for, right. like, plot device in a, in a movie. And it's kind of like, you know... It's kind of like Freaky Friday, almost. Exactly. You know? but, it is a little bit yeah, of Freaky Friday, cool. and it sort of pitches the, like, Brie Larson, Carol Danvers being her sort of superhero role model. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to kind of have all of those personalities together. I think that'll be very cool. Um Yeah. Also, the I think I'm most. Sorry, oh no, go for it! I was like, also, that's probably also going to have Samuel L. Jackson in it as well. But I, that that trailer for Secret Invasion looks awesome. The trailer for Secret Invasion, I was just like, all right, I'm yeah. I'm into this because I've been a little great. bit like, I've definitely been a bit like Marvel fatigued lately. You know, I wasn't into Moon Knight and then like Thor, oh. Love and Thunder. Like I like thought it was okay. I, I just I need Knight. something to be like really But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and to each listen, yeah. to each their yeah. own. But like I, I need them to have a thing to come out that really speaks to me. Um to get me kind of yeah. back in it. But Secret Invasion looks cool. I think Werewolf by Night is going to be sick. And I think it's going to be sick cuz it's going to be like a weird one-off thing. I really hope that it's not like too I don't know, like, the trailer makes it look like it's, like, this fun kind of 70s, scary, schlocky, and I'm like, yes, go for it, please do that. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I really hope it does, and that it doesn't, like, you know, I love, like, old school black and white Tim Burton Frankenweenie, or, like, stuff like that, so I kind of want, that'd be really fun to have something like that come out around Halloween. Yeah. I think it will. I think it will be there. Um, Thunderbolts does very little for me. I'm not excited for that. It's, I'll watch it. You know, but. I think like the best parts about Black Widow were Yelena Belova. So she sort of stole the show, yeah. and then her and David Harbor as Red Guardian are kind of funny as their like fake family. So I feel like that's probably the biggest draw. Maybe a little more mm-hmm. Foxy Sebastian Stan, but I am okay with like. I love him. You know, he's great. I feel like it's kind of weird. Yeah. The rest of it, it's okay. It's and I, I, I just wonder what the what the tone yeah. is going to be. I think it's because you know we already have Suicide Squad. Yeah. We already have like kind of the the groundwork. Even Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of like yes. the antithesis to the Avengers, totally. right? Like it's it's like we you know so bunch of assholes. I just don't know what identity yeah. <laughs> Thunderbolts has. Yeah, I, I think honestly the thing I'm the most worried the thing I'm most worried about because I think it just really needs to like it has to be really good is Captain America New World Order because the show I think was like, you know, I know they had COVID issues. I think you really see it in that one. Um, I think it has a really good stuff in it, but I think for the most part it falls a little flat. Yeah. I think it's probably the weakest of the Marvel shows. Yeah. Um, and I think the movie just really, you know, you got it. You got to you got to hit it with that one. I feel like they do have good camaraderie, though, the two of them. So I'm hoping that going forward that it'll just get better depending on who's working on it i i hope yeah but um yeah but yeah i i agree i like there are some really good aspects to it um it was very cool to have their interaction and like the change of scenery and yeah but some of it i was just like oh who wrote this dialogue yeah i just think towards the end it got a little yeah. it just got a little weird i also just didn't like how I think U.S. agent should have been treated like more of a villain later on in the show. He did. He got a little a where, sympathetic yeah. too quickly. He kind of got a pass. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. And I'm okay with like, 
Yeah, you like earning it. Yeah. But like by the end of that show, I'm like, this, we kind of, I think, jumped a little far ahead <laughs> on his uh, path. Yeah, I kind of liked it when he was just scary. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think we could have gotten like a movie of him being just scary. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, excited for Loki season two. I love That's gonna Loki hit. and Loki's great. And yes, please more key. Put him in all the things because everything everywhere yes. all at once was awesome. And I hope that jump starts his adult acting career. I'm like, put him in I the agree. things. Um, I love Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, and I am so psyched that they kept him for Daredevil. So I'm like, bring it. I'm into it. Yep. 18 episodes, that's the only thing that throws me. I'm almost worried it's like, and I get like the wrong information. Like, Maybe they greenlit two seasons. I don't know. I feel like a lot of those, the yeah. shows on Disney Plus have only been like eight or nine episodes. So A lot of them, they're many series until they're not. Yeah. And, uh, Which is, you know, a good way to do it, I think. I think Skeleton Crew sounds pretty baller. I'm like, Jude Law, you are working it right now in all of the things. He's in, he's in the Disney, yeah. yeah, he's in the Disney thing. Get that money. Um, <laughs> Because he, Jude Law, was, he was in Captain Marvel, right? He was. Yeah. He's done it all now. With Skelet- Skeleton's crew, I'm very intrigued by. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So also, I've had Star Wars fatigue. You know, sure. I'm just a tired... I'm, I'm, Diana, I'm a tired nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I started watching Andor. I didn't finish the first episode of Andor. Uh, we watched the first episode, but I what I had read was that the that first... Shit, that shit is good. Yeah. I had read the first two good. were a slow burn and that by the third, you'll be hooked. That was what I. Well, I'm already, I'm already hooked. The first 20 minutes, I was just like, "This is way better." Than I love the past, Diego like, Luna, and I'm like, I've "Yeah, watched. bring me some other shit." You know, like bring me. Well, just it just feels like a story that's not wrapped up in the same fucking. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear the name Luke Skywalker for like five years. Right. Like, yeah. You know. Uh, I thought it was cool, and then Tales of the Jedi. I, we talked about it briefly, but uh, I'm very excited for that. It I love the Clone Wars stuff. I think Clone Wars and Rebels are great TV. I think that's like. Some of the best Star Wars we have, so I'm excited to see them too. I also, I'm excited to see them kind of like branch into yeah. these other areas with it. Like Bad Batch is also really good. I like that it's split up to like these tales that it's like episodic. It's not always going to be yeah. exactly one long story because I think that that was really fun with you know with the what if episodes. I kind of like yeah. all of those different little vignettes that you get to latch onto, but you don't have to. Star Wars yeah, Visions as well totally. that came out last or er, last year this year. Mm. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> I think it was last year. I don't know. I can't say that with confidence, mm. so I won't. Mm. Hey, everybody. Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Suncommon. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the Story Screen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at story screen drive-in uh in the midst of the pandemic and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there and ever since then they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do but what is some common well some common is your local clean energy partner and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the capital district hudson valley and vermont they are awesome Suncommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is 
out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, Gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home. Honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help. They, they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of uh, hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes. But they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. Moving on to story number three. Avatar director says people who watched it at home haven't really seen it. This story is written by Ryan Liston at IGN. During an interview with the New York Times, the 68-year-old filmmaker explained why watching Avatar at home just isn't the same as in theaters. Quote, young film fans never had the opportunity to to see it in a movie theater. Even though they think that they may have seen the film... They haven't really seen it. And I was pleasantly surprised not only how well it holds up, but how gorgeous it is in its remastered state, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Avatar is heading back to theaters worldwide in just a couple of days, with a remastered release debuting on September 23rd, 2022. However, Cameron admits that it isn't quite the same as it was in 2009, at least when it comes to how we view films. Quote, we've turned the world towards easy access in the home. And that has to do a lot with the rise of streaming in general and the pandemic, where we literally had to risk our lives to go to the movie theater, end quote. It's true, the box office suffered immensely due to the pandemic, where online streamers prospered. But now, Cameron feels the, quote, resurgence of theater experience, end quote, is already happening. Cameron continues, quote, people are craving that. It's slowly building back. Partly it's been because of the death of top titles that people would want to see in a theater, but Avatar is the poster child for that. This is the type of film that you have to see in a theater. Diana, you and I love seeing movies. I love seeing movies in the theater. We love seeing movies in the theater. We love seeing movies in the theater. (laughs) But... I mean, James. I like a. I like a movie at home. James. You know, James I don't Cameron know. has never been afraid to toot his own horn. So no, he's tooting. He tooting. Rudy he tooting. Toot, toot. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, as as someone who saw the original Avatar in theaters in IMAX 
that was I saw it in in 3D. Oh, that was pretty fucking cool. So it's a cool movie. It's certainly a spectacle. I'm also curious to see the remastered yeah. version. Like, how cool does it look? I didn't even know that they were remastered. I, I didn't thought it was just either. I really yeah. Um, and I remember being really taken with it, and obviously we were younger then, but that was new territory yeah. and totally not done yet. And just like the visual effects at the time when that came out were so astounding. So. I was surprised they remastered it because I think it still looks good. I feel yeah. like it was like on my TV the other day and I was like, uh, this movie looks very good. It probably does look good on TV. It's probably just with like the upgrades of whatever projectors and things they're using now. They needed to. Yeah. Like, is stuff. it just like a four? Is it just like a 4K remaster? Probably. Is it more of like an up? Yeah. Like, is just the resolution better? It's hard to. I, I don't know. I'd have to see it. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't think there's much they would have to do. No, I don't think so. So, know? I mean, you know, James Cameron's kind of in the Tom Cruise vein of let's go back to the theaters and i'm okay with that i i like going to see stuff in the yeah. theater especially big blockbustery spectacle movies there is something lost with some of those movies but i i look forward to seeing james cameron's like bit before the movie starts oh, yeah. like all these directors been doing but he's just like hey thanks for fucking showing up <laughs> took me a long time to make this everyone said i was a, i was an idiot yeah. but look look at me now oh, you're here I made Titanic, and I like that the movie will probably stop every half hour for him to pop and be like, "I made Titanic," and then it will. <laughs> I mean, then the movie will resume. <laughs> I read like a really fun article in uh, in Empire magazine about the new movie coming out, and the the things that I was the most excited about was that Kate Winslet is in this movie as one of the yeah. one of the leaders of whatever tribe and then um the blue cats the blue cats exactly and then mm. sigourney weaver is gonna be in it but she's mo-capping as like a teenager like her character is young she's yeah because she did she die yeah. in avatar yep. yeah spoilers for avatar. her human version died yes but they're gonna use her voice as a teen blue person and so like reading her kind of like talking about how fun it was to be able to embody this totally different character and do all the motion cap and like all the stuff. I was like, that's kind of fun. I'm kind of interested in that. It's cool. I think, you know, there was a time when Avatar came out where I was like, this movie's cool, but everyone's freaking yeah. out about it. Like the story's people not need that to great. Calm down. But now yeah. people need to chill out. And I, I still think like in 2009, people could have chilled out. But <laughs> I think for a movie that's trying to be uh, a technical spectacle, like, it's okay for the story to be a bit uh, redundant sure. or repetitive in some ways where, you know, it's, it's about the, the technicality yeah. of the movie to speak. I think I just wish that James Cameron was a bit more like kind of focused on that or a scene more focused on it where it's just like, listen, man, Avatar is Dances with Wolves, Pocahontas. Like, let's not yeah. act like you reinvented the narrative wheel. Gully. But if he wants to toot, if he wants to toot his horn, yeah. if he wants to turn his horn, toot his horn about like, <laughs> how crazy the movie yeah. looks like i ain't, I ain't gonna get in that guy's way yeah. that's that's a fact if he wants to you know? talk about new cameras and new whatever that he invented for this movie that's fine you know that's, that's cool yeah that's cool in its own right but yeah you're right we don't need to be like this is the, the story that will unite us all in the the fight against yeah. global warming and you we know will finally we will finally as a, as a race races yeah it's not gonna happen i'm just like i'm sorry guys no, sorry we're all gonna be the people who are who are racist going into this movie are gonna leave being like yeah. fuck that looked really cool yeah. still racist still though, racist but... as fuck yeah sorry. still want it's not gonna change to not make little no. mermaid exactly so we'll see <laughs> 
hate that. I hate that Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not too much more to say about it, but uh, I am excited for Avatar 2. I think the trailer for Avatar 2, The Shape of Water, looks really yeah. good. And um, yeah, I'm excited for that. The The CGI in that trailer alone is like, there's a scene, I think I've talked about it before. There's a scene at the end where you see a blue cat and it's close on his hands and he's like tightening a rope oh, yeah, around yeah, his yeah. wrist in water. And I'm like, this is the most real thing I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and I live in real life. And that's where I live. Like, that's and crazy. And I played Pokemon Go. This looks so much and better. This yeah. is so... A little bit. It's a little bit better. Uh, all right. Well, moving right along to story number four. This also uh, comes from Lion Laston at IGN. The People's Joker has been removed from the Toronto International Film Festival. The film starred director Vera Drew as a trans woman working in comedy, which happened to be set in a reimagined version of Gotham, the very same Gotham that's home to DC's Batman. According to The Hollywood Reporter, festival organizers soon confirmed the withdrawal of what they described as a queer coming-of-age film. However, the filmmakers, as well as the production banner Haunted Gay Rides Productions, have remained silent on the matter. Additionally, Warner Brothers Discovery has not commented on the film. However, Polygon has confirmed that Warner Brothers served a cease and desist order to the filmmakers before its TIFF TIFF premiere, prompting the decision to pull the film from any subsequent screenings. Diana, um, why did I do that? <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, I think Vera Drew. Why did, knew, why did I do Vera that? Drew knew that going in? That video uh, that she put out is very funny, and it. Yeah. If anything. Hopefully this is one of those instances where the controversy will actually help the filmmaker in the end and promote it more so that people yeah. will demand to see it and they'll figure something out. But yeah, doing something like that with IP that is so expensive, you're not going to immediately win that battle because they have tons of money to, yeah. to do the cease and desist and everything. It is crazy though, just like, you know, the movie... Is it's like you know it should be protected under like parody law. It I should. Imagine. The trailer like, looks pretty sure. great and it looks very funny. So I think it'll just be yeah. making a case for that. And uh, yeah, just like Vera Drew has a history of working with Tim and Eric. Uh, she's like Emmy nominated mm. editor. So I feel like it's probably really funny. She got a lot of good people to be in it. Like Bob, Bob Odenkirk is in it. That's yeah, crazy. that's crazy. I think that's awesome. <laughs> you know. And so yeah, um, I'm kind of hoping that she'll it's... find a way to get it put out. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, even with just the amount of um, stuff being said about it right now, she could probably release it streaming, True. even like under like a small pay like pay gate right. and and make some money on it and, and do the thing. But I do think like you know it, they deserve to be able to have it up there proper, you know, like yeah. like actually like have it on the big screen and premiere it that way. I think it's very like weird and just kind of like i don't know warner brothers discovery has enough shit on their plate yeah. like why why <laughs> why do that because they can you know? but yeah it's not necessarily the best reason for it but yeah yeah we'll see um but yeah i want to see it i want to see it and if anything it that made me want to see it <laughs> yeah and I think hopefully, yeah, and hopefully, like you said, like the publicity around it will like bolster it to, I mean, you know, like you said, people with, being don't like, worry, it was on my radar because yeah. of, 
Yes, exactly. But like, you know, like, don't worry, uh, darling, was on my radar before <laughs> the insanity true, broke true, loose. True, true, true. Can't speak for other people who are like not super plugged into movies. Like maybe it was on their radar. But like, you know, like you and me are into movies, but it's more the controversy around this is what put it on my right. radar. So hopefully, yeah, this is an example of being like, hopefully this kind of works out for the better. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then the final story on the docket is Blade Runner 2049 sequel series ordered by Amazon. This story is written by Joe Otterson at Variety. Amazon has formally ordered a Blade Runner sequel series, Variety has learned. Exact plot details are being kept under wraps, but the title indicates the show will take place 50 years after the events of Blade Runner 2049, the 2017 sequel to the Bla- to the original Blade Runner. Silka Louisa serves as showrunner and executive producer, with Ridley Scott also executive producing under his Scott Free Productions banner. The following quote is from Vernon Sanders, head of global television for Amazon Studios. Quote, the original Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott, is considered one of the greatest and most influential science fiction movies of all time. And we are excited to introduce Blade Runner 2099 to our global Prime Video customers. We are honored to be able to present this continuation of the Blade Runner franchise and are confident that by teaming up with Ridley, Alcon Entertainment, Scott Free Productions, and the remarkably talented Soka Louisa, Blade Runner 2099 will uphold the intellect, themes, and spirit of its film predecessors. Diana, are you excited for Amazon to be making a Blade Runner 2049 sequel show? So, (laughs) my immediate reaction is, is it the sweet Denis Villeneuve? No. No, it is not. No, it is not. No, it is not. Will I watch it? Yes. Yes, I probably will. Yes, you because will. Because yes, if Rings of Power are any indication what the money of Amazon can bring, I mean, that show looks fucking great. So That show looks crazy. It looks crazy good. So I think yeah. if they put even some of that money into this. And I like the fact that it is a time jump. So it's not going to be in direct competition with no Harrison Ford. Yeah, no Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, it won't be in the same universe as Blade Runner 2049. I mean, same universe, but it won't be the same plot line. So I like that it frees it up for its own story and new characters, and then it can be its own thing. Um, Plus like, Silka Louisa, she did Shining Girls, which I thought was very cool. Uh, There's some aspects to it it. that are weird, but maybe that Mm -hmm. didn't totally pan out. But I think in general, it was pretty cool. Um, She's done some other shows, too, but I think that's like the most recent. That's the biggie. And Michael Green's on board and he wrote you know, Blade Runner 2049 and he's a fucking professional. Like he did everything. Logan, Smallville, Heroes, all of the CW shows, like all of the things. So I feel like yeah. between all of those guys, it's not going to be bad. It's just not going to be Denis Villeneuve, but that's okay. As long as, as, yeah, long as we know with, that going in. <laughs> yeah. I think like, you know, with Blade Runner, like it's not too sacred to yeah. me where like you can't do it again in this way. 
And everything they're saying about it, I'm on board yeah. with. Amazon, you know, if I didn't see Rings of Power, I may not be as sold right. on it as right. I am. But I have seen Rings of Power, and I'm just like, fucking, yeah. okay, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, like, everything you just said, though, it's all very promising. Ridley Scott being, like, a part, like you know, a part of the production yeah. elements of it, or the producing role. I mean, he's a weirdo, but it'll it be cool good. because of that, so... It'd be cool. I I will miss the the sweet touch of sweet sweet Denis. Uh, really it seems like he's not anywhere to be found right on this project, yeah. but it's so good. <laughs> but I do think, and the things that intrigue me, um, I think there's like like with Rings of Power, it's just like, so what the fuck are they even going to do this about? But with Blade Runner, it's like, well, I can kind of figure right. it out. Like there's a, and especially with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, there's a lot of like bigger world building questions that are left unanswered. Yeah. You know, like. What happens now that um, uh, Jared Leto's character is no more? Like, what happens to the industries? If there's a Blade Runner in 2099, Blade Runners must still exist. What are they doing? What are they hunting? Right. What's the next, like, what's the next type of nexus? Is there like, a war? There's enough stuff out like, there. what is happening? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of, like, the cool thing about the end of Blade Runner going into 2049. 2049 sets it up where they're just, like, they're still Blade Runners. They're definitely androids. Right. And now we have a new type of nexus and that's the world. So like, you know, they can explain it pretty quickly and we can exist in that that's place. Um, but yeah. And I'm also just like, you know, I want to see uh, Los Angeles in neon lights. It's, it could also like not even be in Los right. Angeles. It could be fucking somewhere else entirely. Yes. And I think that's all LA really exciting. Meets Tokyo meets New York meets our future. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we'll, I think it's in good hands. We'll have to see, but um, yeah, if, now that I've seen Rings of Power, which I am in love with, I, it's like my favorite show on TV right now. It just looks I, uh, so good. It, it just looks it just so looks, good. It looks like it costs a billion oh, dollars, which like I think Bezos it did. Bezos sneezes money and they're just like tossing it everywhere. They're just like, oh, take it. Yeah. I mean, even a show like The Boys looks fucking yeah, great. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. It's definitely, Rings of Power is, is on another scale. There's like a, are you caught up on Rings of Power? I'm caught up right now. Uh, Yes. I am caught up. I know there's, I hesitated for a minute there. Yeah, this I isn't am a this isn't a spoiler, no but there's like a yeah. there's a moment where one of the characters is riding a horse on a beach, yeah. and it's in like slow motion, yeah. and like you see in slow motion the horse's hoof like decompress onto yeah. sand, and the sand like react to it, and I was just like, this is so beautiful, the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like I was like, oh my god. Um, gotta get outside more. It, you know, similar to yeah. I mean, you know, but the outside does not look no, as good as this. Probably doesn't. That's true. Um, I could see him go outside. I may well go outside tonight. We'll see. Uh, I'm debating nice it. It is nice. Yeah, it seems like it's nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, and we will see. Hopefully, Blade Runner doesn't get too woke. Uh, you know, that's that's my main thing. Oh. That's what they did in Rings of Power. It's too woke. <laughs> They're really ruining it. They're really ruining Tolkien's vision. It's too woke. So hopefully mm. Blade Runner's not too woke. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that wraps up the docket of news stories. Uh, and now I'm going to tell you guys what is coming out in... Oh, my God. I did an update. I don't know why I'm updating this. because Exciting. I can see it. But it, it has to say coming out in October. Fixed. Good. Movies coming out in October. October 7th. Hellraiser comes to Hulu. Werewolf by Night comes to Disney+. Plus. The Visitor comes to theaters. If I don't say the streaming thing at the end, it's coming to theaters. Mm. Triangle of Sadness. Dark Glasses. Amsterdam. 
Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> October 14th. Halloween ends. Does it? Till. White Bird. A Wonder Story. On October 20th. VHS 99 Ooh. comes to shutter. October 21st. The movie that Warner Brothers Discovery's fate hangs on. Black Adam oh. comes out. The Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, yes. That looks, that looks great. great. We'll talk about it. Um, tickets to Paradise. On October 28th, Pray for the Devil, mm. Wendell and Wild, uh, which comes to Netflix. And then I have a list. Of, and, you know, I, I said it in the last episode, but for new listeners or if you forgot, I make a list of shows that are coming out. It's a lot of TV, so much TV that comes out. So much TV. I can't, I can't compile it all. I have no interest. But <laughs> I try to get things that I think people who listen to us would like, things that I'm interested in, a lot of stuff I haven't even seen. But I try to pull from everywhere. Without further ado. Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire releases October 2nd on AMC. Nope. Pennyworth, The Origin of Batman's Butler, <laughs> Season 3, Whee. comes out October 6th HBO on guy? HBO Max. Oh. I don't fucking oh. know. There's three, you know, three seasons of that oh, show. Oh no! <laughs> Hassan Minaj, the King's Jester, uh, I believe it's a stand-up special, him. comes out October fourth to Netflix. Chucky season two comes out October fifth wow. on Sci-Fi. The Midnight Club, our boy. Oh, I am very excited that that trailer just October dropped. 7th. It looks good. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Uh, October seventh coming to Netflix. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which looks yes, great, yes, yes. comes out October 25th to Netflix. Tales of the Jedi, just talking about that, comes out October 26th, coming to Disney+. And Big Mouth Season 6 comes out October 28th to Netflix. Diana, what on this list are you excited about? <laughs> oh, shit. I love original recipe Big Mouth. I like it better than the Human Resources spinoff they did. But, um... Because yeah. it's just so goddamn gross, and I love the two of so I love gross. John Mulaney and Nick Kroll just like bullshitting each other. Uh, it's so funny. It's just so funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Um, I mean, I'm kind of in spooky season mode. Yeah, you're in spook. You're in spooky. So mode. I'm excited to see some horror movies. Um, is VHS 99 is the same director uh, that did the. Well, it's an anthology, right? So it's different directors? It is, but it's got... um, One of the pieces is... Ah, crap. Um, What's her name from It Follows? Uh, Micah Monroe? The movie that that we saw earlier this year that we loved. La, la, la. Oh, Watcher. Watcher. Yeah, Watcher. It's the same director. Like, there's a... a, I want to check that out because there's a segment of VHS 99 that's the same director that she made first before making Watcher, and I'm really curious about that okay um yeah definitely yeah i mean there's a that like one of the last ones you mentioned is a cool animated movie that is sort of like the same as um oh wendell yeah, and wild same, yeah same produced guys by Kubo um, and all those, jordan yeah Peele. it looks or same guys jordan peele jordan peele's yeah, one of the producers jordan on peele <laughs> um but it's like the same animation style it's like a and it looks cool as shit i want to check that out yeah yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm super excited for um, Banshees of Inisherin. Yes. I I don't know how to say that. I know it's super Irish. Um, I know it's super Irish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I love offensive. it. I love uh, in Bruges. I love them together. <laughs> he the, the dude he don't yeah. mess. So I'm super excited. Uh, and then I'm excited for 
I've never seen the original Hellraiser, but this new one has a lot of like fun scuttlebutt oh, about it. Oh, we should it, watch the original for fun. We should just like. I'm down. Yeah. But also, like Hulu has just murdered it with TV. Hulu's been this killing year. it. Like I was trying to think of what so, shows I've been watching, and a lot of them are Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I mean movies. I mean, Prey is one of my favorite movies of the year that was on Hulu. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. World by Night. I mentioned I was excited totally. for. Um, Halloween ends, you know, I just don't think it's going to end. I think he's going to make it. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to end, but it might not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and that's, He'll be it's such a bummer. because like, I was in a wheelchair so... after Jamie Lee the next one. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, I don't know what they would do with that shit. It, it just shows you, like, I really like the new, the first Halloween yeah. movie. Halloween Kills, I think I liked more than other people, but I still wasn't, like, super into it. I thought but it was this fun. One, like, I, I thought it was fun. Know. But yeah. It's fun. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, uh, Black Adam. I don't want to see Not so much, I and I I really like The Rock no. too, but eh. I like The Rock as well. It's just it's like got some fun uh, actors as these other side characters. It's got Pierce Brosnan. It's got like the dude from All the Boys I've Kissed Before. I forget what that actor's name is, yeah. but it's got some other people in mm-hmm. it that you know maybe yeah. that'll be fun. But I'm kind of like, eh. it's like a yeah. as I would say a matinee for me. You know, I don't want to pay full matinee price for, for that. that. That one's a matinee for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pay full price for that. <laughs> no, no, I'd buy that. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. I think that's cool. I want to rewatch the old one because the old one is so I watched it recently. Shit. I love it. It is good. <laughs> that movie is fucking great. I love the old one and I wish that it was more overtly gay when it came out because it's pretty gay, but I just wish they had gone for it, but it was the early 90s. I think so. Yeah. I, and this might be a controversial hot take, but I, I feel like the interview with the vampire, like its gayness is sexier because it's more like mm. kind of hidden. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's like seductive in that yeah. way. They're a, fa- they're they're a queer family, family you know? with a little girl. <laughs> they're two gay dads. And whenever Brad Pitt has a hissy fit, he burns the house down. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's almost like what you like, you know, what they're not doing is like kind of like sexy in yeah. that way. But, you know, in the year of 2022 where, you know, it's not like it. You're allowed to be gay yeah. now on TV. I mean, so, you know, let's let's let the vampires yeah. actually fuck. True, you know, true, let's let it happen. True Blood pretty much went for it already years ago. So it had it had everybody having sex and, and yeah. being a vampire. So, yeah, it's all right. But yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, I'm really excited for a new Hassan Minaj yes. thing. I want um, some I was really into. Yeah. I miss. Uh, did you watch his show Patriot Act? Yeah, it's for a good. Long time? I haven't seen every episode. It was but I've so. Seen most I was so bummed that it's that it's yeah. gone. Like, I would watch like that and John Oliver yes. in the morning. Yes. And then then I'd be like sad for the rest of the kind day. of. <laughs> I know you have to have something else to watch after when yeah. the real news gets you down. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, and still super and excited for midnight. Club, yeah. uh, Guillermo del Toro's new show it looks, looks sick, and then Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, super excited for it's all fun. of us. Diana, uh, we are going to be closing out the show, but the final segment on Story Screen Reports is: What are you watching? What am I watching? Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit all throughout yeah, the episode. I, uh, but yeah, hit us, hit us. I uh, have been loving Reservation Dogs. Which is mm. I've really been recently renewed for yes, season two. I was very excited to hear that. So it it's a really good show, and season two is really really good. Um, it's yeah. FX on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, you can watch it on that. Uh, that's pretty great. We've been also watching them. Mike and I have been watching The Patient, 
with Dom Hall Gleason and Steve Carell. That's mm-hmm. also on Hulu. That is mad stressful. Um, yeah. And I've you know, been watching She-Hulk and some other silly stuff, like old... I like yeah, I now. like it. It's fun. I, came around on it. it's um, fun. I think it's fun. It's fun. I, I love her. She's great. And uh, yes, you and I just saw Barbarian, and that was fucking great. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Barbarian's so good. And Mike good. will not stop being like, Baba, like all Baba. the time. And I'm like, please stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen Barbarians yet, fucking turn this shit off. Yeah, it was go. great. It's yeah. great. It's great. Um,. Yeah, I, for me, I'm watching, uh, you know, a lot of TV stuff. So I'm watching Rings of Power still, watching. Yep. I'm, a, I'm an episode behind on House of the Dragon, which is just like the trashiest high-budget yeah, soap opera ever. I still ever. haven't watched so that good. yet. I feel like that'll be a fun trash to watch over the winter. <laughs> I I agree with that. And you might have a lot of fun binging it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be good. But, uh, yeah, and then... Just saw Barbarians for show. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else I'm watching. Yeah, I always I should make a list. But yeah, I, I got some movies that I need to catch up on. Uh, a few that you know, like we cram so many in at the end of the year that I always feel like the early yeah. part of the following year I'm kind of burnt out. So I let mm-hmm. a few slide, and now I'm like, oh, I need to go back and watch those. <laughs> yeah, I got to see Pearl. I haven't seen, seen Pearl Don't yet. Don't really, Darling, when that yep. comes out. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that one movie that's, was it Salome? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it I want to check that, that out. That screen. looks also spooky. Um, a spooky. I'm not going to be able to see it today. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe, but, maybe uh, on the yeah, streaming. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. We'll, we'll check it out. Maybe on the streaming. Well, Diana, thank you so much for doing it. Did you have yeah, a good time? Do you like doing sports reports? It's fun. Of course, yeah. Always, always a well, pleasure. Always a pleasure. This is not the only podcast we do. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So head over to our website to check out all of our amazing content. Check out the schedule for our Mom and Grop movie shop. That's a movie theater for the people who don't know. <laughs> you can find showtimes and things of the like. You can also head over to Wonder Bar, which is the th- uh, restaurant bar attached to the theater. You get a cocktail Tasty and a cocktail. meal and go see a movie. Yeah. A testa cocktail. You can do all that. Um, I don't have anything to plug except for listen to our other shows. If this is the only one you listen to, check out Hot Takes, check out Catherine Raycast, Overdrinkers, yeah. and uh, we're also launching a Patreon very soon. We've been working on it all month, getting it all set Stay up. Tuned. So we'll be announcing that properly soon. But yeah, check it out. Um, and the song that you're hearing at the beginning of the episode and at the end is done by my friend AK, AKA Baby Boy. Oh, that's cool. Who, uh, he, his music is nowhere. I asked him. Hey, where do you, what do you want me to plug? Where can people find you? And he says, I don't. Okay. Maybe. So that's, that's Maybe that. someday. But when he does, <laughs> you'll hear from me first. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's all of the news stories we have for this month. We'll be back in October to talk about the top movie, film, Spitgate, who fucking knows, <laughs> drama. We'll be talking about all of that very soon. But until next time, I'm Robbie. I'm Diana. Peace. Bye.